welcome to another beautiful episode of the Thrivers Expression Show, a podcast that inspires young people to pursue their passion and actualize their full potential. My name is Ella Ladiko, and I'm sitting down with creative people who are passionate about what they do. We will learn about their process, lessons that they've learned, and practical steps you can also take towards being successful. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Thrivers Expression Podcast. I'm glad that you could make it on the show today. I have missed you guys. I know you also miss me just a bit, but um, I missed you guys. Hope you've been staying safe. Hope you've also been keeping your social distance and sanitizing because I know this pandemic has really taken a toll on everybody. But let's jump into the show. I have a special guest with me today, so I'm not alone. And it's a guy because a lot of people have been wondering, ah, is this only a show for interviewing ladies and all? But I'm glad that um, my guest today is a guy, so we're not gender biased on the show. And he is a creative director and the founder of Team Tropics Media. And it has like a design and filmmaking and also photography outfit he is really good in what he does and i'd like to welcome timothy hi timothy hi ella how you doing i'm fine thank you thank you for joining i'm really glad to have you on the show today thank you welcome thank you for having me okay so let's jump right in um so our topic for today is thriving as a creative and exploring creativity just for passion or money that's going into the creative industry if it's based on passion or you want to actually make money from whatever you do or it's because of the money factor that's why you're into the creative space so we'll be delving deep into this topic but before that, let's get to know a bit more about you and what you do. Okay, like you rightly said, um, my name is Timothy Olawe Balumi. So um, I'm a creative director. I, I started as a graphic designer. So out of curiosity and out of need for high quality, high resolution images, I started photography. I actually started photography because of the need for high resolution images so then after doing photography for a while uh, i started developing interest in making videos commercials then uh, that developed into making films so uh, i'm a creative director because i i don't do one thing actually like the managerial position to direct people to do the right thing so and I actually had to go through all these processes so that I can understand the uh, the the stages. I can understand the different positions because you cannot manage people effectively if you've not been through their process. If you've not been through their workflow. So um, that's pretty much uh, what I do. Because I like to have handled. Uh, a couple of projects i don't say a lot because uh, compared to what where i want to be i don't think i've done enough so i've done a couple of projects photography projects video projects i recently shot a short film on down syndrome 
to tell people about the, the possibilities, the, the different abilities of people with disabilities. So I am not a specialist kind of person. I am a generalist. I like to yeah. have a taste of everything because that is how uh, my curiosity is, is one of the drives. It's one of my drives. So I like to have a taste. So I'm, I'm more of a generalist. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much everything about me. Hmm, that's really nice. I really like that. So being a generalist instead of just being a specialist, I know some people will be um, on about, oh, you must focus on one thing and all that. So you find your mm. um, perfection and all. But sometimes you just want to explore. You want to get an understanding of what other things have to offer in creating a big picture of everything. So I really like yeah. that. Um, so I would like to find out from you um how were you actually able to identify your niche because you know the industry is pretty saturated already and um i noticed um from the way you've groomed your brand you've said it's about luxury photography and all that so how exactly were you able to identify your niche your target market and all okay um first of all like i said earlier that uh, i'm not a specialist I specifically targeted, um, or should I say, I am targeting, my, my target customers are people who actually have eyes for details, people who, uh, people who like the things that are not everywhere. I'm all about perfection. I like to have everything uh, go the right way. I, I like things going through due process. I don't like um, the industry is saturated with a lot of photographers, but so you like but high still, quality. If you have, yeah, if you want to stand out, you still have to, um, you still have to uh, go for the high standard. So, uh, what I would say sets me apart, or what has helped me to define my niche, is the fact that uh, I'm quite evaluative and analytical. Like I like to compare. People say you shouldn't compare yourself, but when you're in business, you definitely have to compare yourself with your competitors, see what you're doing. And because I'm also quite artistic in nature, and because of the perfectionist, meticulous nature, I I see some very amazing works, and um, I always try to replicate and get to get to that level. Exactly. So, I industry is saturated with a lot of photographers, but I am not one of those lots of photographers. I want to be the different one with that taste. And that's still, we're still, pretty, we're still on that journey, though. So, uh, that's, that's what has helped me. Hmm. <laughs> that's good so how exactly did your whole design and photography journey start was it born out of you just um finding like just taking pictures and all how did it act or it was out of um your interest in maybe making money from that field since you saw that okay it's a um it's an opening industry how exactly did your journey into this whole media and photography start Okay, I would say uh, it's actually it started from mixture of both the need to make money <laughs> and a sort of passion. Because um, I used to draw when I was very little. I used to draw, and um, the only person Superman I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Superman, Super Striker, Shakespeare, <laughs> uh, um, 
I used to draw Spider-Man. Like I have Spider-Man templates on my head. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I also like to uh, trace out pictures and all that. So, but so my dad, he, I think he encourages. He's always like, "Go oh, nice, do it, do it." But my mom, she has this picture of who, who the kind of person I should become because I'm not so I'm not the outspoken person. Um. I'm quite introverted and re, re, reserved. So she she's always seen me as a doctor, like ah doctor, you know. To become Nigerian parent to be, dream. To be that <laughs> <laughs> to be that neurosurgeon, you know. <laughs> In fact, she she she's always helping to look out for any available scholarship that could, you know, yeah, make that dream come true. But at some point, I I applied for Balken. I applied for medicine, but unfortunately, I got biochemistry and University of Illinois. I think that was like the best thing that God was going to do for me. Because if I'd been a medical doctor, I know I was still going to come back to being an artsy so after spending how so I, eight I, several years you just end up coming back into exactly exactly so i remember then that you know my mom she she's a photographer she, she has actually she has retired already so she's a photographer so i i guess i i picked that art straight from her so i i remember then before i go i mentioned i i got my first laptop then I would save up my money to buy software, buy Photoshop, buy Illustrator, you know, buy games. I wasn't eating. I was just using money to buy software. So then I started looking into Photoshop. Then I got to school, you know, being a biochemist and the basic things that I can't possibly be asking my parents to send money for. So at that point, I know there was definitely a need to make money in school. So I started selling bags, you know, I told my mom that, see, I don't want to be disturbing you. I need to start up a business in school. I need to be making money for myself. And she, okay, okay. So she took me to, she took me to Lagos Island to get wristwatches, buy stuffs that I know university students can buy. So I was selling wristwatches, selling umbrellas, selling ladies' uh, bills and different things. And I was actually making sales, but the problem is I couldn't uh, reinvest the money to buy more products because I was using the money to 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 leave to sustain in school buy and out and all that so i couldn't get the capital back so at that point i told myself that i need to find a business that i don't have to get i don't have to use money to start then i started designing uh for students and i was printing because if i'm going to print for you i'm definitely going to use the money to print it and i have a laptop already that i can use to design so i started designing so like i said it's a mixture of the need to make money and also passion. passion. So the, because the passion was already there, like I like to do art. It wasn't really work for me. It wasn't so much of a work. I would get people want to design a banner, fly, and all that. Then design, print, and I was making money. So I dumped the. Yeah, excuse me, photography. I was I was actually excuse me, photography before, and it was dated from. Uh, the luxury things I was selling, I was selling accessories. So I, I, I named it Excuse Me because I I didn't want my friends to know that I was the owner of the business because mm-hmm. I didn't want people coming to get things for free. So I named it, I just gave it a generic name. So Excuse Me was more like Excuse My Identity, like anonymous oh. <laughs> kind of brand you get. Yeah. So I was telling them that I'm just an agent for this luxury brand from Lagos and they just gave me this product to sell. So 
so they wouldn't be coming to get things on so sure now they don't say so, so is this guy this guy <laughs> <laughs> do, you get, do you understand so that's how excuse me started so people began to call me excuse so when i was going to when I, when I started photography, I just adopted them for excuse me. So that's how I excuse me photography started. So a lot of people know me as excuse me. Excuse me for years. <laughs> until, until recently, I had to change to tropics because mm-hmm. I had them. So it was the old photography, videography was uh, out of both passion and to make profit. Mm. I really like that you actually said. Um, that the, that entrepreneurial zeal was always there so it's not only from okay yes i have that passion because definitely money has to be made food you need yes. to leave and also you need to maintain the business exactly yeah. so that passion should not only be what will drive you into going into a certain industry or line of work so um what will you say are three main challenges that you encountered in starting out and what were the things you also did to overcome them just three i know i know they, they would have been a whole lot but what are three three challenges that resonated with you that you know that ah, oh, you've actually overcome and you're you're here today <laughs> okay um the the first one has always been well for any business start any business starting up in Nigeria is always finances. Finances, yeah. No, you know, at some before when I started, I started with uh, Windows. You know, I run very slow to the gram computer. So at some point, I couldn't. No, I couldn't deliver. Yes, I, I couldn't deliver on time. So I had to. I had, I had to be saving from school. I had to be saving to. Uh, at least uh, afford a MacBook because yeah. then I was I started doing 3D renderings and all that. So finances, you know, money, money was one of those things. So, but but then how I was able to say uh, say um, overcome it was you know saving saving Payments, bit yeah. saving in bit while still managing you know there's always a process i always believe in process i don't believe in uh so i'm sure in, in saving too you don't have to cut down on a um a lot of additional exactly because i was i'm a very i'm a very extravagant spender you know if i have any small money like <laughs> i'm just i just become exceedingly generous like and i I just I just spend like but but then when there's always something you're saving for, you, you know have to be frugal you, you have to yeah. you have to you have to always look okay. So that's one of those uh things. Challenges. And another thing is power. Power yeah. hmm. like in Nigeria and it, that's an advantage. I don't want to uh imagine how far I would have gone if I've been I have always been in a place that have sufficient power. Yeah, power supply. Like power supply, right from the beginning, even in school. Then I, I became, I became so addicted to night class. So I was going to school in the night because school is the only way, the only place you can get power. I was staying off off campus and we had the very terrible, uh, the power supply system. So power to even right now, so many businesses are still being crippled by power because when you sometimes you have the idea and you just want to quickly experiment and see most of most of the things that we that makes us 
experienced or anything is mostly out of um trial experiment mm-hmm. do you understand yeah. so sometimes you just have that idea you just have that eureka moment in the night and you just want to quickly try something but unfortunately it might be that time that you don't have power to work and by the time they are restoring the power to work you might just not have that creative zeal to do anything so has always been an issue so how i've been able to work my way around that is that during school i was always going for night class I, was, I became a nocturnal animal. I was always active in the night and in the day. I, became, I, I was always very useless. I just sleep in the day. At some point, it affected my academics well. That was just one of the ways. Presently, you, know, you just have to invest in maybe generator, inverter, or some sort of uh, power to back up. So power has always been a very, 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 very serious problem. So uh, what would I say is the third one? The third one is um, um, knowing, how to, knowing how to market and um, interact with people. Mm. Interact with people. Yeah. As a business person, you can never escape small talks. People who know me personally know I detest small talks, like meeting, catching up and networking talking, and meeting new people. And talking like, I'm always very serious, like, because I enjoy my solitude so much when I'm sitting alone. I think about so many things, ways that I can improve, ways that I can uh, learn other things. So when I am out there trying to socialize, yeah, if if the, the kind of people that I'm, I'm meeting are not the techy, creative kind of people and they are just talking socially, for example, I'm sorry, but I have to mention this. For example, if I'm meeting somebody who only wants to talk about Big Brother or something, like, I cannot relate. Ah, we'll I, fight I'm you. <laughs> we'll I fight you. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I'm not in that space. I'm not a TV yeah, person. I get you. I'm just, I get about, you. I'm just about how can this industry be better? When am I going to, am I going to do my next film? Um, so small talks are very important in business. You have to, I, I just have to, I, I've been learning though. So it's not something that comes naturally to me. And you know, going out of my comfort zone to network, to go to the beach, meet new people has always been a very, very hard thing to do. But you've opening to up to, yeah. it cannot be exactly, because it helps me at some point when I have to take photos of clients and I have to pretend like, you know, I think fake it till you make it it that way. (laughs) I had to fake a a kind of friendly, social uh, person. And, you know, at some point it's beginning to become second nature. I, some, some, some place, some people actually just think I'm a very, very, very friendly, lively person. But when I'm back to my, (laughs) to my zone, work zone, so it's very important. So uh, marketing, knowing when to tell people about your product, sell your product, and know when to say no, that's also part of the the, the, mm. the the greatest skill you can have. Saying no is a skill which I try to learn and develop every day. You know, you can be so comfortable with people and you just take that slight opportunity, that comfort, that comfy moment, that friendly moment to 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 introduce some unfriendly business 
um, proposals. Yeah. So if you've learned the, the skill of saying no, you can never be caught unaware. So I keep learning that skill every day, knowing when to say no to free things and free services or people asking for exposure without the proper, you know, so many things. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a cold one, I think. So was there ever a day um like you ever just like because I know definitely you had some challenges and was there ever a day you just felt like quitting like ah I'm not doing this thing again I'm not doing business business let me go and look for a job or let me just stop this whole um photography thing let me just like I'm tired did you ever feel like um quitting on the job or anything and what did you do to get over this phase what kept you going i multiple times i felt like i'm doing the wrong thing i'm not in the right path but because i do have passion sometimes i do this i do this just for portfolio sake i do i do sometimes i work for free mm-hmm. if i whatever i told you i've done something for free today and i i don't even feel cheated i don't even feel hot i those women definitely will come like when you see people who are not doing so much people are not so smart doing spending lavishly riding bands and you know living large and all that you you definitely want to feel like you are not in the right path but because i do have passion that's my this work this thing is my escape from the world like this is my private life so mm-hmm. i see like my life like i'm addicted to learning anything that has to do with what i'm doing so those women don't last and besides i do multiple things whenever i feel like i'm not in the right direction i'm not doing uh, photography is not going to pay me or maybe i feel down i'm probably doing video the next time or probably yeah. I'm doing graphics. So because I have a lot of things I'm doing, which are still under the creative industry, whenever I'm feeling very uh, unproductive or I'm feeling like I'm not where I'm supposed to be in one, I'm definitely doing something else. Those moments don't last for me personally. It doesn't last for me because I understand that this is a process. This is a process. If I don't learn, the the rudiment the 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 structure the framework of how the industry works yeah. if i eventually get more opportunity to just if i just get some money to i i'm still going to come back to this face because i'm not somebody who settles for mediocrity i don't settle for anything ordinary so i'm enjoying my process even though i know this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not this is not how much of this is I'm supposed to have. But this is a process that I'm enjoying it. So those moments come but they don't last because there are so many things that even they are even more distracting than those depressing moments. Like that. Yeah. So what what advice if you were to um have a chance to just go back to advise your younger self, what advice will you have given your younger self? Like something that you know that maybe you had, you had been worrying about or something when you were young and you, you just think about it now and I'm like, hmm, I need to tell my younger self this. What what would it have been? Uh, well, I like to set, set standards a lot. Like this is how I want this to look. This is so, and it actually started from a very, very long time. So what I would tell my younger self right now is 
you can't have standards like big standards when you're starting off there's actually some projects that i regretted that maybe i see a regret that i didn't do them because i had this this way i was looking at myself then that those people were not so when you're starting up you ought to pick some things because those things will help will help you to develop the bigger picture we hope to be, develop the skill like for example when it was very 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 long time ago i got this offer to this company to to start to work for them as a creative as a designer actually and because i've i worked in, a, in another place that was paying higher than that i feel no i can't possibly be working here no i, I just said i just i just set standards the standard those because i i feel like if you don't set standard when you are still you will accept anything for you yeah. accept anything but but then i wasn't i needed those those things to maintain and sustain my career if i had accepted those things i would have probably gotten the equipment that would have made those people uh able to pay more than they were offering that time but but i wasn't accepting those things and then i was still not moving much i was just like i was just I was just not moving the way I was supposed to uh, to move. So I would advise myself to probably reduce the standard. Reduce the standard. Just, yeah. I just, you know, I just accept those things and just grow with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the good thing about life that I like to say is um, when you take certain decisions and what I've learned over time is that um, even though you feel the dent or you feel the hurt from that thing, you don't have to regret it, but you have to take it as it's just like a learning experience. So next time when you find yourself in a similar situation, you know how to act or you know what to do. So it's all a learning experience from others. And I'm sure some listeners who may be faced with feeling that kind of regret also will know that there's there's always a passing phase. You do better than like it will be for a short period or a long period depending, but you would always overcome that phase and move forward to greater things. So I really like mm. that you mentioned that. Yes, you should have standards, but when you know that the standards are too high, then hmm, maybe reevaluate a bit. So I like that. So I know before becoming an entrepreneur, there um some things that you might have heard oh entrepreneurs they they are their own boss like you, you have control over your time and all just some myths mm. about entrepreneurship what's one myth that you would like to debunk about ent- being an entrepreneur like what exactly is the reality and what do people who are not entrepreneurs think about it hmm. okay uh, yeah, yeah i think <laughs> It's the fact that when you people think that when you're an entrepreneur, you nobody can talk to you anyhow. You have a lot of time to do whatever you want. But in my own case, I think it's, it's not true because once you you, you 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 what you're avoiding when you're working under people, you feel that they are not uh, they are not seeing things the way you want them to see they are, they are too controlling mm-hmm. they are not uh you you don't don't like people giving you too much 
or other or stressing you too much and you think that if you become an entrepreneur you might you might be able to control that it's actually like it's not true because your customers the customers are even the worst bosses like yeah, the the um the more terrible. I don't want to customize um, you, and you, you can't even shout on customer. You can't take any nonsense from customer. <laughs> exactly, because a bad review yeah, can go a long way. Exactly. So if you can't, if you think you escape that working under people, you you you, you can't escape it. If you're working alone, yeah. and it's you know, um you can have orders anytime you can some some people send messages in the midnight that they need to correct something that i printed for that i'm going to print you know and you have to you have to even if you're not going to do it at that time you have to assure them that you're on it and all those things so you don't really actually have the whole time to yourself you're not completely uh uh you are you are you are in some way subservient to people because that's where you get your your money from so entrepreneurship is not that uh, i have drawn a plan and and another thing i like to mention is entrepreneurship in nigeria is different from what you read in books Mm-hmm. No matter Brian Tracy, no matter the Kenneth, Nigerian whatever, different kind of. Never <laughs> that you've read. Nigerian clients are different. No matter the amount of marketing books you've read, you cannot sell a photo shoot of fifty k to somebody who is staying in motion because you have to make it cannot relate. Why. It cannot relate to it. No matter the understanding. I can not I'm going to bring softbox. I'm going to take any what is softbox? <laughs> Just snap me. I want to look fine. Do you understand? Like there's no amount of English, no explanation yeah. that you can give to somebody. Because it's just it, they can't relate to that type of luxury. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So you can only design a budget for people from that place. If you want to be in that business, in this business, you have to design a budget for people coming from that place. Design a budget for those from the, those ones that you know can afford it. Afford you can have okay. a fixed. Uh, you have to uh, be flexible. Only, yeah. You have to be mm-hmm. flexible exactly. So, um, and, and some other customers, there are, there are some other customers that those marketing or business rules do not apply to in Nigeria. Because at some point you have to look at the kind of relationships. Maybe some of them, like somebody is coming, now, she's your mommy's friend, and you know, you notice that the way maybe that person even talks, somebody that if you bill her small money or anything, you hear it from your 70, 78 uh, forefathers. <laughs> so you have to employ some unorthodox marketing marketing strategies that work. Nigeria that work normally yeah, that, that work uh, that works locally to them you can't okay. use the those ones that you've read so it's a different ball game here in Nigeria and you learn it only in business not by anybody teaching you you learn it as you keep interacting with people every day so so um you spoke yeah. earlier just a bit about the project that you worked on the short film that you worked on so tell tell our listeners yeah. a bit more about it because it was one that was really interesting. Even documentaries is something that filmmakers really 
um, explore so much. Um, either people with autism or Down syndrome and all that, they really look into the stories that these people actually have to tell or what they experience on a day-to-day basis. So what? how did that come about and how was the whole process like? Because there was like a viewing and all that. And just give, give us more insights about that project and how people can also watch the film if they need to see about it. Okay, so uh, the, the film I am X to one uh, is a is a short film on Down syndrome. Down syndrome, also known as Trisomy twenty one, uh, that's where um, I got the name from. I am X to one, so um, it's about Down syndrome and um, it's everything. Um, everything came from an, uh, a TV show I saw some time ago. No, okay. I I used to see people with dancing. I just feel, I just feel these people are in base. They can't be of any use, anyways. Like I used to have that mentality no, about people with disabilities mm-hmm. that you know, they they are just anybody who gives back to them is going to be taking care of them for the rest of their lives. And that has always been my emotion until like I saw a show and it was specifically on Down syndrome and they were doing interviews, they were asking parents and there was this particular boy that the father told him to sing his favorite song and he sang that song, he sang it very well and and uh, also they were showing some of the artworks that he did and I was surprised that so these guys can actually still at least function in the society so i i started watching videos and i discovered that even in the developed countries that they have a kind of system that helps them to the extent that they get married wow. and live on their own like wow so wow. i was i was just i was just surprised i was amazed and i thought okay at, at that point, I actually wanted to shoot, like just start shooting short films just to build my portfolio. Then it was at, at that moment that I, I knew that I need to do something on Down syndrome. Then that's how we started to, because you know, like I said, I don't like to do the regular, regular, because I'm a critic, I'm a natural critic. If I say something that is not good, I'm going to say right there that this thing is not good enough. So, because of that fear that, you know, I might jam somebody <laughs> who is like me, who is going to definitely criticize what I'm doing. So, you, I like to go all out. You to that perfection into it too. Exactly. I like to go all out. So, I started uh, looking for somebody who has Down syndrome at the same time can act. So, I went to Down syndrome foundation. We did, conducted an audition for them. And we eventually found a boy who can actually act the role. Because I didn't want to use somebody who doesn't have dancing to act, which is like the regular typical thing that we do here. And God God just made everything work very well. And we got the boy, he acted very well. He got I got support, got loans too, and um I got actors, I got Gideon Okeke from Tinsel to be the lead guy. We got a couple of other uh, art, actors and we we did the production it came out very well too so i this is just the first one i i still have a, a couple of other uh, stories on public health, like dementia and mm. dementia dementia is more like um when people start losing their losing memories, their memories. Uh, that, that's that's a really dementia that's, alzheimer's that's, 
yeah alzheimer's and dementia it's really um becoming um a very very popular illness especially with yeah. old people old, old i know my people. grandma had it and it was so serious like it, it, it affects the family in fact not only the mm. person but the family people around them friends and all that so i think people having more understanding to that kind of there's more that meets the eye in who you yeah. see basically so i think that the i am um x to one really spoke to that that okay don't yeah. just judge someone by okay yeah you just feel that they are an imbecile or something but they can actually do more um because in that i also when when you um first of all spoke to me about it i went and i researched on it and i was also surprised from the, the works that um, i saw like the artwork and all that i saw that they could do and then now you mentioning that people actually get married like wow like that's that's yes, that was really do. a wow factor for me because i never imagined that okay i think that's a good one so it's really it's really a good work that you did there thank you very much okay so okay you've spoken about finance and how definitely it's um very it's a big part of you running a business and all so how were you able to deal with um because i know it's it's one thing that creative people face they even me i'm even i know that i may be guilty of it at times like um definitely you want something so you want a logo you want something done by um the creative like you want maybe a brand manual or something and you know your budget the person knows what's it dem- like you as the person creating it so you know what um the job requires but then when it comes to billing and the payments and all that that's when there's always a back and forth and definitely money has to be made so how how do you um work around this certain processes so that one you don't lose the customer and two the customer also um understands that you need to build because some people would you see some people telling you uh, it's not just it's not just logo can't i go on canva can't i like you have people with those kind of attitudes so how have you been able to evolve in all these processes and then come up with that structure for your business to continually still make money okay i actually i like this question very much because even at this phase in my business i, I still face like every now and then now <clears throat> one thing that i discovered is that not everybody has that high for detail not everybody now people will come and say and i want a logo they want a logo some people actually know that they need more than just a logo they need a brand guideline they know they need color palettes they need font a specific font for their brand they need all those mm-hmm. other things so you would know from the inquiry and when you when you start asking some of them be like you know i don't know just give me any color now what you would do what you would do i don't i don't i i used to i used to have a specific type of client that i like to work with. but right now i i, I just I, i'm beginning to understand that some people don't actually have an idea of what they want or 
they just want something really they, they, they just want something really minimal and that's what they can afford mm-hmm. and you won't say because you only have a particular type of target this is nigeria i'll keep saying it you can have that standard and see you only design this but you should also be flexible for those people who cannot afford mm-hmm. that standard yeah I think some um, that's that might be uh, one one of uh, the the lessons I've learned lately. So when somebody comes and says, "I have a logo," and what's your budget? What's your budget? Say, How much is it? You want to send your official rate card, which has the six figures, five figures mm-hmm. in it. Now, if you say that it's too much, then what is your budget? I just told you. This is a rate, the normal rate. Now, how much okay, can you yeah, afford? Sure. Then you know that person yeah. has to say, okay, I can only afford 10,000, can only afford 5,000, can only afford 15,000. Then you'll be like, okay, now that 5,000 is out of it. You cannot, I'll tell you, I, I cannot show that. It's also your responsibility as a service provider to educate your customers, you educate them, them to yeah. the level that they can understand. Do you understand? A yeah. person only wants who has a budget of 15k, no matter how long you tell them that you need to, you can do a logo intro for their website. If somebody that doesn't even have websites, how will she understand logo <laughs> intro or um, brand, uh, the, the font or anything? So, exactly. But then you you know that your standard is at risk, so yeah, um, you, you know that your brand is. You, 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 your brand identity, you as a yes. service provider, right your reputation, yeah. you have to be also careful. So, you can you do for that budget something within range, and even on the invoice, you put the normal rate for that particular thing. If your last price for a logo is 30k and somebody is coming and offering you 15k, even if you are going to do that 15k, your invoice is going to have 30k with the invoice, with the discount clearly stated in that you are just getting you are getting a discount, but this is the actual rate. Mm-hmm. And you know, I discovered that when people even get the invoice and see the actual rate and the amount you are collecting from them, they they always turn out to be very thankful, like know that they are just always thankful that uh, thank you thank you for the favor thank you you know unlike when you just say i can't do it and you just uh, push them aside like that and so then from this people, you can't even 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 yeah so even um those small small one thing you should know in nigeria is that every day you have to keep making money because the expenses will keep coming mm-hmm. it doesn't finish house rent will come nepal bill will come internet fee will come everything is there so if what you're only gaining from this small or whatever small project is just your nepal bill it is good to take it at that time because if you don't take it from that person you are waiting for the big project to come when that big project come and you get that money you still remove that nepal bill that uh, all those small small you still remove it from that big money so why don't you just allow this small budget to fill in that small bill mm-hmm. then you can use the small small project to do the maintenance of what you're doing while you can now spend the big money on the right thing so you know i i just try to make uh, the pricing really flexible and that's just that's been that's that's one of the ways i've been able to 
to go around the pricing pricing thingy yeah i know people looking to go into either photography full-time or um filmmaking or something i know they've really learned a lot from what you said but what advice what key advice would you give to someone who's probably finishing from uni or just about to um maybe make a career change and all into the design and photography business space what advice would you give to them well what our advice is um start the rough way start the rough way sometimes when i have an event i have a lesser camera i have a bigger camera sometimes i use a lesser camera because by the time i have to work on that picture it will take me more time to achieve the same result with the big camera but it helps me because by the time i handle the big camera and i actually use that big camera for the uh, the project that is paying me the skill that i have developed using the the more technical manual one is going to be really evident when i'm using the the more sophisticated one so mm-hmm. when somebody is starting up when you for example you you want to start photography and you are looking you, the only thing that is stopping you is the, the money to buy a dslr or if a, a, a 4k camera or a full frame camera you know the, the more you keep waiting the the longer it will take for you to get to that mm-hmm. uh, to the stage you desire so start with whatever you have in the, right now if I'm going to even if, if you are going to come and intern with me, I would prefer that you have been doing something with your phone. What have you shot? What have you shot with your phone? Let me yeah. see. Are you really passionate? If, if you are not seeing that uh, zero already, it's, it's going to be very hard for me to evaluate you one and also recommend things for you. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to start with somebody from scratch. Nobody. Nobody they want wants to, to start that, with somebody okay, who, have, like, who doesn't some, add value. Yeah. Exactly. You want to intern with me, uh, and you already already know how to use a camera. Probably you already uh, you're always very attentive. You know that's already like a plus for me. You are not just coming as a body; you're coming with a plus. So I'll be mm. glad to accept you. So w- whatever you're doing, even if you are a tailor or something, you should start with whatever. Start with whatever. For zoom with you, you can afford a machine, or before you can. So that's that's what I'll keep advising people start whatever you have at hand even me i i still have a lot of things that i want to buy but at that at this point there are some of them i cannot afford i i look for friends who have it then i probably just pay them for that service or yeah so you just, can rent you know, just, it or they just yeah. rent it see mm-hmm. i can afford to buy it for myself hmm, that's a good point that's really a good point so uh, so you guys are you hearing like you start off like you don't you don't have to wait till everything is all perfect and you have all the um all the lighting and everything start from where you are today because in the end it's value everybody's looking for they don't want burden they want value if you're able to add value then definitely the job is yours anyway any day anytime so before i let timothy go i just have one question for him so what is the big dream? What 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 are the next steps? What do you see um, yourself doing either in Nigeria, out of Nigeria, Timothy to the world, in tropics to the world? Like, <laughs> what, what what's it? What's the big dream like? <laughs> big dream, big dream is to is to have an agency, hmm. right? 
an agency who caters the agency agents that caters for uh, photography, graphics, and sound needs more like a multimedia. And you know, because I've experienced a different um, work of or what am I going to put it? The different types of um, media. Okay. I it should be easier for me to you know in employing people to manage those because at some point I won't be able to be carrying the camera you know yeah. so the big dream is to have an agency and also uh, be be known for that mm-hmm. guy who does the film that nobody else wants to do I I want to be that guy that oh, we see your movies when, on when a celebrity you, TV and all that. Uh, you know, <laughs> when you see the when you see that. the movie, I'll be like, ah, oh, I'm sure too, this Tin Tropics film is going to be yeah. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Tin Tropics film, you know. We actually look forward that's, to see your movie on Netflix. Maybe next year, this year, self if possible, or just very soon. We we look forward to seeing it in Tropics movie there. Like amen amen so before you go let our listeners know how they can connect with you on either social media or your website okay i am team tropics i have a personal page i have uh, team tropics t-i-m-t-r-o-p-i-k-s i have uh, a personal page on instagram I'm Team Tropics on Twitter. I'm Team Tropics on Team Tropics Photography. You want to check out my photography uh, portfolio. I Team Tropics Films. You want to check my video portfolio. And um, Team Tropics Weddings. I have some wedding pictures there. So I'm on LinkedIn as Timothy Olawe. I'm on Facebook as Timothy Olawe. And um, that's pretty much and i'm t- and I'm, <laughs> I'm on tiktok too i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least you know that tiktok really kept everybody engaged this whole lockdown during the, period during so, the pandemic yeah. defi- definitely so, definitely that's when i registered too because you know i can't be the serious 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 guys all the, serious guy all the time so i just created that to do my silly goofy stuff so you want to see that silly side of me too you can go to tiktok thank yeah. you very much so remember to check out team propics that is t-i-m-t-r-o-p-i-k-s and you can check yes. it out as team tropics underscore photography or team tropics underscore films team tropics underscore weddings just check him out get you if you have jobs if you need to with him, work with him just reach out to him so thank you very much for um, being my guest on the show today. I really had fun. So thank you very much. Um, I did too. Thank you also, my listeners. Remember to also follow us on all our social media handles. The handle is True Thrivers on Instagram, Facebook, and also Twitter. And you can also check out our website. That is www.truthrivers.com. So till next time, I'm still your favorite girl, Ella Ladikbar. Bye, guys.